Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we're going to be reviewing the initial rankings from Yahoo Fantasy Basketball and who's too high, who's too low, and just going over some really stupid ranks as well. So let's go! talking about G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter or X at Ball Boys Fantasy. And uh, like we said at the top of the show today, guys, we're going to be going through the initial Yahoo rankings, which dropped uh, yesterday my time, probably a couple of days by the time this uh, podcast does come out. So, and even since then, even since yesterday, I've just been, you know, going over and preparing for this show and realized that the rankings that I had initially planned have changed. So they're making little tweaks here and there as we go along. Now, the Yahoo rankings... Um, uh, you know, Yahoo's probably the most popular site when it comes to playing fantasy basketball. So a lot of their rankings dictate maybe sometimes the more casual players, but also it, it does influence even um, experienced fantasy basketball players in terms of where players are drafted. It kind of dictates where you expect players to get drafted. So if you want to leave them and hopefully get them at a later draft point, say you're really high on someone, you're trying to maximize that value, those rankings do come into play. And especially when you're just scrolling through when they're kind of listed in that order, it does kind of, um, you know, un, you know, subconsciously um, change our opinions and change the, uh, the average draft position, the ADP data for a lot of drafts moving forward. So it is important. It is important that we look and identify where players are ranked, where players, uh, you know, uh, could be value, where they're maybe a bit too high and, and a bit of a pitfall. And also at the end of today, we've got some really crazy rankings where, um, obviously Yahoo has just forgotten about some of these players completely or, I don't know what's happened with some of them, but uh, just in case you are, for whatever reason, doing some drafts in August, um, that you need to be aware of where these guys are ranked. So you have to search for them uh, instead of, you know, they're not going to be appearing at the top of your list. But we'll get that to the end. Before we get into it, guys, uh, very exciting news. Um, I'll be talking about this a little bit more, but... The uh, Ball Boys Season Guide will be back this year. Ballboysmba.com will be back. I'm hoping to get it up and running by... I'm going to give myself early September as a bit of a uh, deadline, but there's going to be some new and exciting updates. Now, the biggest change and the biggest improvement that I'm going to be bringing to the Season Guide this year is updated projections as well as rankings. So last year, I had my top 156 rankings which was probably more of a head-to-head category leagues focus. This year, I'm trying to broaden 
the impact, broaden the um, scope of the season guide to include also roto leagues, um, points leagues as well, and also include my own projections. So my projections will go 250 players deep, um, and we'll also include, um, I've broken it down to three main things. So I'm going to include my projections and what they equal in terms of a nine cat rank. So for more your roto leagues, that's probably what you're going to be using nine cat roto. Um, they're going to also have the fantasy points projections. So, uh, more of like a standard Yahoo point scoring format. So if your scoring is a little bit different, you may need to adjust those numbers based on how your league does the scoring, but it's very hard to, you know, take everyone's scoring format into account, but the standard Yahoo point scoring system is what I'm going to be used to generate my projected fantasy points. And then also something that I've been working on last year, I did a lot of work with what I call the punt ranks. I'm taking a little bit of a leaf out of the uh, page of Josh Lloyd, who is um, you know the go to fantasy basketball over on YouTube, locked on fantasy basketball. He's talked a lot about uh, minus one value and I have been very much aware of minus one value for the last couple of years, but over this past off-season, I've worked out a bit of a formula for myself to make it all work and make sense with my rankings, and I think that that is probably the best way to value players from a head-to-head category standpoint, where I'm going to be taking the top seven categories and 25% of the value of turnovers. So not quite eliminating turnovers completely in like an eight-cut ranking. I've kept 25% of the value in there as a bit of a tiebreaker for some of these players and also eliminated everyone's worst category to get their ranking. So it does affect some of those punt builds, but also compares players in a certain punt to another player in another punt and how to kind of value them across all punt builds. So obviously, sometimes when you punt a free throw percentage, it dramatically increases some of those big guys, but how much are they actually valued across the other uh, other teams in the league? I think this is probably the closest from a numerical point of view in terms of valuing those guys um, with that minus one value with 25% value in turnovers. So I'm excited to bring that to you guys. Like I said, hopefully going to be up and running early September. And then, of course, on top of all that, I will have my top 100 rankings. Again, probably more so head-to-head category leagues focused. That's kind of my thing and my, my major experience there. And I'll be taking into account you know, injury risks and upside and things like that. So they'll mirror my projections slightly, obviously. That's where I think people, what people will be doing. But sometimes when you have someone like a Kawhi Leonard, where I've projected out to be a top 10 player um, per game, obviously there's a little bit more nuance involved when drafting a player like that with the load management injury risks. So he obviously will be down a little bit compared to his projections. And so my season rankings will reflect that. I hope that all makes sense. But if you have any questions, drop it in the comments below. I'm very excited to bring that to you. So we'll allude to a few of those projections at the moment. They're not 100% complete just yet, but I've gone through most of my first past and we'll be going over and doing a few more things um, in the coming weeks. But So sometimes I'll allude to my projections in this video. They're not 100% accurate, so they might be slightly different when they uh, are released. But I'm getting a pretty good ballpark on where players are, at least I'm valuing at the moment. Okay, so let's get into this video here. Like we said, we're going to start with just going through the Yahoo rankings. Now, for the most part, I I think we're not going to be too critical or too pedantic in terms of these rankings. Um, Again, they're probably going to change between now and draft season, but we're just going to be going through and identifying some of the players that really stood out to me that 
could potentially be too low or too high compared to my projections. Now, you could go ahead and I could name a bunch of different players here based on you know where they're listed and where I've got them projected. But sometimes it's maybe only a handful of spot, a one-round difference. So those players I've kind of left. Um, and like I said, things will change. So there's no point getting in too nitty and gritty. But just some of the players that I think... Uh, are substantially, you know, more than one round of value difference between my projections and uh, Yahoo's rankings here and sort of giving them, a, uh, you know, nominating if they're too high or too low. So none of these guys here on the list I've got today um, are inside the first round. I think if we just really skim through that first round, they've got Jokic 1 and B2. There is my projections. Doncic 3, Tatum 4, Halliburton 5, Shea 6, Steph Curry 7, Lillard 8, Durant 9, Lonzo, uh, sorry, Lamelo Ball at 10, Anthony Davis 11, and Kyrie Irving 12. Look, you could get pedantic. Callum and I did a top 12 first round mock draft in our most recent video and podcast. So you can go and check that one out to see our list and our rankings for that first round, guys. And again, Callum's opinion differs to mine as well, a little bit as well. So... Look, I don't think there's anything completely egregious in that list there. I have some differences in opinion in terms of the order, but I can't really complain too much about it. Um, in terms of the first sort of 15 to 20 players, they're all you know your standard names that you would kind of expect. So we'll get into the nitty-gritty, and we'll be doing some mock drafts coming up uh, fairly shortly in the future. So that's when we'll start to talk about all of these guys and how I exactly view them. But let's get into the first list here. These are the guys. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. that I think are ranked too high, that I think are probably at this stage in terms of Yahoo's rankings being overvalued. Now, the first one here, now YouTube listeners will will be able to see the list already, but we'll go through them one by one. Mikhail Bridges is the first one I'm going to set my sights on here at 19. Now, he obviously had a very good end of the season with Brooklyn um, last year after being traded. And there's a, there's a fair bit of hype going into Mikhail Bridges coming up. So he is someone that historically he's been a very friendly roto player. He's ranked well because of low turnovers and really high efficiency. Last year he ranked 30th for um, 30th for the, the league in a per game value. And that was obviously taking into account his entire uh, season. When he moved over to Brooklyn, if I just bring that data up, he did improve dramatically in terms of his scoring. Some of the efficiency dropped off a little bit, um, and some of the defensive numbers dropped off a little bit, but that was you know boosted by the increase in scoring. In that time, if I just have a look at him, off the top of my head, didn't have it. He was the 25th ranked player, um, 26 points, 2.5 threes, 4.5 rebounds, 2.7 assists, steal, and shot 47.5 from the field and 89 from the free throw line. So all of that seems relatively um, good. I just worry a little bit in terms of the small sample size of that 27 games. Obviously, some of this small samples, him being ranked 25 in that time, has some guys that 
would be ranked higher um, a bit further back. For example, someone like a Devin Booker was ranked behind him in that time. Um, if I just scroll down here, someone like a Trey Young was ranked behind him at that time. You know, all these kind of players, Lamella Ball was injured for most of that. So those kind of things need to be taken into account. And then Yahoo's gone ahead and put him even higher than that. So they think he's going to be better. She's oh, sneezing on the on the podcast here. Um, Yahoo thinks he's going to be better than that. So 25, they've moved him up to 19, making him a second round guy. I just, I think that's a bit rich for my blood. Um, I think we need to be a little bit cautious when just going, yep, he's a 26 point per night guy, lock it away. I think you might see a little bit of a regression from those kind of numbers and be somewhere between his Phoenix numbers and the Brooklyn numbers. I think he'll be a really good player, but I probably have him more towards the um, 30s to early 40s at this stage. Um, Maybe not quite getting 26 points, 23. Um, The efficiency could probably stay around there, but also a lot of other guys just taking a little bit of step up as well. I don't think that Mikael Bridges is the kind of a guy that you say, here's the ball, go and get us 25 points per night at this stage. Now, I had that opinion last time when he got traded. I was wrong in the second half of the season because he did go on and play really well. Some people might boost him up his, their rankings because of the durability. He played 83 games last year, got that extra game with the trade. Uh, and that's all fair and good. But again, he's probably a more valued roto player in terms of a nine-category ranking because of his low turnovers, especially if I'm looking at a head-to-head league. He's good across the board, so when you do that, minus one ranking and you take his best seven stats, he's not truly elite in kind of any one category. He's pretty good in points. Um, The efficiency is nice. Um, The threes are decent as well. But outside of that, like it's it's just all decent. Um, And so when I'm drafting inside my first two rounds, I'm looking for really big strengths. I'm looking for players who will set the tone of my team where I can maybe start to look at some punt builds um, if I'm inclined to go that way, but really look at guys who are elite in, you know, a few categories so I can build the strengths of my team and then round it out in the later rounds. So I just don't think that Mikael Bridges will do that for your fantasy team this year. So at 19 in the second round, That's a bit rich for my blood. Um, The next guy here, Jalen Brunson at 31. Now, Jalen Brunson, he was a guy who really broke out last year, was the best player for the Knicks um, last season. And I I don't know if that's a controversial thing to say with Julius Randle on the team, but he was the 46th ranked player. So again, Yahoo's expecting him to get a decent amount better, uh, moving him up to 31 on their ranking. So over an extra round of value, I just don't see where that's happening. I think he's going to pretty much do what he did last year. Maybe there's a bit of a step back in terms of his um, scoring. I think he he went on an amazing scoring clip, 24 points by far his career high. The usage was extremely high. They've added a couple of little pieces here. Um uh, probably they lost Obi Toppin, who was a low usage guy. Added Dante DiVincenzo, more of a wing, maybe a slightly higher usage. Nothing too groundbreaking, but I just think we're going to see more of the same from Jalen Brunson. I just don't see where he's getting dramatically better in terms of going from 46 to 31. A lot of other younger guys improving that were maybe behind him last year. So I've got him more back towards the 50s, low 50s kind of area, which, and I sort of project him to do a similar kind of thing to what he did last year. I guess the difference in opinion here is that Yahoo just think he's going to improve again. Um, and at 31, again, I think there's just better players I think I would rather take at that point. So he is, again, too high 
for me. Brooke Lopez at 54. Now, he obviously was better than this last year, but that's on the back of, you know, insane minutes that we've seen from him in the last couple of seasons. The block rate was obviously the big thing. Now, previous previous preseason, he was getting drafted in the hundreds, 120s. Um, and so now he's come out, had a top 25 season, and now we're ranking him sort of around that 50 mark. Yahoo has him at 54. And I would just be very, very cautious in drafting uh, Brook Lopez anywhere near the sort of top 50 mark because I think his minutes, I would fully expect them to come back down again. It's I think it's a bit foolish to you know project and expect him to have the same kind of block rate or anywhere close to the same kind of block rate that he had last year. They've got a new coach there, so that always changes defensive schemes, which can then flow on to... Um, you know, blocks and things like that. He's old. He's, um, how old actually is Brook Lopez? He's 35 years old. So again, to expect him after the two previous seasons being 113 and 85th in nine category leagues um, to suddenly be, you know, you know, yeah, he had that one great season with 2.5 blocks, but the two seasons prior to that 1.2 and 1.5. So I think it's reasonable to expect him to be somewhere in the middle of that, maybe nearly two blocks per game. But I think, obviously, again, low steals, low assists, doesn't score a whole bunch. The minutes are probably going to come down as well. I think that whilst Yahoo has dropped him down compared to last year, I don't think it's far enough. And again, there's, you can still get some really good players, I think, at this point near that top 60 mark. And I don't think Brook Lopez is a guy that I'll be really aiming to target at that point. Um, and same with another big man here. And I've got a run of big mans in this list. Jarrett Allen at 56. I'm a little bit worried about Jarrett Allen this year. There's obviously all those memes about him saying the lights are too bright for Cleveland last year in the playoffs. But again, when I've gone through and done my projections and I've tried to apply that minus one ranking, a lot of the big guys that contribute heavy in field goal percentage, blocks, rebounds, low turnovers, they're the guys that get hit a lot. And I've sort of thought this for a long time, but using that minus one ranking and value, I think it's really highlighted and visualized my thoughts on that in a, in a really nice sense because those guys really contribute in one or two, maybe three categories, and they give you really nothing in everything else. So no threes, very minimal assists and steals, the points are low. And so in terms of valuing their player, if you really need those categories, then yes, they're great. But a lot of the times when you're punting threes or you're punting free throw percentage, which a lot of these guys will fit into, you're already really strong in those categories. So they're low volume shooters as well. It's it's just not extremely valuable, especially for head-to-head leagues. I think um, for Roto leagues, nine category leagues, they, they project out a little bit better because obviously you're valuing the turnovers a little bit more. Um, but even still... There's a little bit of concern with Jarrett Allen in terms of if he's traded. He's been in a lot of rumors. Evan Mobley is probably rising still, maybe playing more at center this season and and getting a bit more shooting and spacing out there. I think that's the future for the Cavs, and that might happen at some point this season. So I think there's a lot of downside with um, Jarrett Allen at this spot, who was, if I just have a quick look here at his ranking from last year. um, Hold on, live... uh, Research happening on the podcast here. So last year, he ranked uh, 33. Now, obviously, 73% uh, from the free throw line, 64% from the field. Um, again, I just feel like those numbers are extremely misleading. His, his two 
three categories that he was positive in was rebounds, blocks, and field goal percentage. That's it. Um, he was negatives in steals, assists, points, threes, free throw percentage, all across the board. So he had more negative stats than he had positive stats um, when looking at his value. So I just don't think that the re- rankings reflect his value all that much, especially in head-to-head leagues. And same for Clint Capella. Uh, again, similar kind of story. He is ranked over on Yahoo at 69 now, there's a lot of people talking about um, you know, whether or not he's going to be taken over this year by Onyeka Okongwu. I think that is a possibility. I sort of had a take last year that I thought it would happen by the end of the season. Obviously, it didn't happen, but his minutes are steadily going down. In the last four seasons, he's gone from 33 to 30 to 27.5 to 26.5 minutes. So he's edging down. The blocks are no longer elite at 1.2 and 1.3 the last couple of seasons. Um, yes, again, similar story, elite rebounds, elite field goal percentage, but I think the rankings fail these kind of a guys in the most part. He's definitely more of a punt free throw guy. Um, he actually, in terms of his free throw percentage, was his highest in the last four seasons at 60%. He could very easily fall back to 47 or 50% uh, from the line. So that, again, in terms of nine category rankings, when you're using all those um, categories equally, I think that it's a bit of a um, it's a bit foolish to expect him to be at that sixty percent when there is that risk that it is lower at the forty seven forty nine fifty five percent mark. There's a lot of volatility there with a player who doesn't shoot that many per game, and uh, you on top of that you have the threat on, of Anyeka Okongwu potentially replacing him in the starting lineup. So I just think that there's nothing really but downside for Clint Capella at that spot. And very similar story again, Mitchell Robinson. A lot of these guys, just in my opinion, are overvalued when we look at the rankings. Those guys that really don't provide much else out of the field goal percentage blocks and rebounds. Um, So not too much to be said here. He was the 52nd ranked player last year, um, 72nd in Yahoo's rankings. But again, when I project my players out, especially in that minus one value, he's a guy that's probably closer to that 100 ranking mark. and yeah, I just don't really see the value in drafting him at this point when you can probably get, um, you know, points, sorry, boards and field goal percentage a little bit later with some other more value guys. Let's move on to someone who's a little bit more interesting to talk about, and that is Jalen Green. Now, everyone on this list, Jalen Green is probably the one that I am okay with the most. So he's ranked at 73rd. Um, I've always been a skeptic when it comes to Jalen Green. I thought that last year potentially was going to be the year that if he was to break out, it would have been last year. He actually took a little bit of a step back from what I expected. Um, so I've probably got him, again, especially in nine-category leagues, a, a fair bit lower than this. You could make the argument in um, points leagues, especially, that this is maybe even too low. But for category leagues, the arrival of Fred Van Vliet, the arrival of Dylan Brooks, the drafting of a um, Amen Thompson, all of these things whilst Jalen Green is still going to be, quote-unquote, the guy, I just think it's enough to take some of that playmaking responsibility away from him especially. I think that the burden of him having to go out and get four or five assists is no longer there for him. So that was one of the things that we were kind of clinging on to, the hope of him improving his fantasy value. I just don't see, and I'm not willing to project his ascendancy in steals at this stage. I know some people will point out the coach coming in, um, Ime Yudoka, and he's a defensive-minded coach. I just don't know if that's going to be Jalen Green's role. I think a lot of the other guys might get the boost from that. Sure, he might get close to one steal per game, and that puts him probably to that 90 mark. 
Will he come out and score 25 points a game this season? I'm not sure. You're adding in someone like uh, Fred Van Vliet, and you're not really losing much talent. So I just I don't know if I see him really taking off this year when all you've done in the offseason is add talent. You haven't lost too much. He's another year older. There's high potential here. So I'm okay more so than any one of these other guys on the list to take the punt here because there is at least a little bit of upside if it all comes together. I'm just now with him, I think, what is it, year three, year four? I'm just now starting to become a little bit more skeptical. I was already skeptical in his draft year about how much he can contribute in other areas. Um, I'm at the point now where if he proves me wrong, I'm not going to be too upset by missing him. Um, I'm sort of in that mark where... I'll see it when I believe it kind of thing now. So it's just a little bit too high for me in terms of Jalen Green. And then the last guy on this list is Spencer Dinwiddie. Now, he's an interesting case because he actually had a very high assist rate when he was traded over to Brooklyn, which is a nice surprise. And if that were to continue, the the ranking here of 84 is not outrageous, but I think it is a little bit rich to think that he's going to go and average the eight-plus assists that he did when he went to Brooklyn. He's always been a poor category fantasy league guy when it comes to his low field goal percentage, low free throw percentage. Um, the the steal and block numbers are very, very absent. Super low rebound as well. Um, the points are just average, if not slightly below average in some situations. So I think there's a lot of talk about Ben Simmons being healthy, whether or not he'll start or not. That's Again, it's not like we're saying Ben Simmons is going to come in and take over this team, but... There is just a little bit of downside compared to where we saw him last year, and he's more perennially been that guy like an RJ Barrett that's just really suffered when it comes to category rankings. Um, He's just got a lot of holes in his fantasy game. He had a great season last year, was top 100, but again, Yahoo's expecting him to improve on that again. I find that pretty tough to believe because it's not like he's a young player getting better. He's over 30 years old now, so I think... We're going to see Spencer Dinwiddie be Spencer Dinwiddie a little bit more. Now, um, maybe he doesn't score like that 13.7 points that he did in Dallas the year prior. But even previous years in Brooklyn, when he was averaging over 20 points, he was sort of a top 150 kind of a guy at best. And I think that just with his negatives, um, drafting him inside the top 90, there's not much room for that to really be a winning pick, in my opinion. I think there's not really much but downside at that point. All right, let's move on to the next one here. Talk about the guys who I think are ranked too low. Now, this first one here, I just cannot really understand. And I've got a bit of a bone to pick when we're talking about Trey Young and his value. Because this is where I think in a lot of scenarios, rankings really fail us. Because if we look at just what Trey Young has done over the last four seasons, he's been actually incredibly consistent. He's put up, you know, between 25 and 29 points per game. He's put up between 9 and 10 assists per game. He's put up between 2 and 3 threes, or three and a half threes per game. And he shot from the free throw line extremely high, about that high 80s to 90s percent, on high volume every single season. So his strengths have always been there. The only thing that really fluctuates his value from top 20 to 50th is his um, sometimes his three-point volume and his field goal percentage. But if you're drafting Trey Young, especially in a head-to-head league, you're not drafting him for field goal percentage. So that is almost irrelevant for you. So in, in 1920, he was ranked 19th. The next year, he loses four points per game and he loses 1.2 threes per game. But everything else is basically the same. And he goes from 19th to 55th. 
I would argue that, yeah, it's a slight regression in terms of those points and threes, but it's not a 30, what's that, 36 rankings drop. Um, and people look at that and they see that and they go, oh, we're not drafting Trey Young anywhere near the first round anymore. And I just think that that's an incorrect mindset when looking at a Trey Young. He's, he's going to give you basically 26 to 28 points. He's going to give you 9 to 10 assists. He's going to give you 2 to 3 three-pointers per, per game. He's going to give you close to a steal per game. Elite free throw percentage on high volume. He's done that every single year. And I just think that that's a really valuable fantasy player. And I think that if he's escaping the second round in any drafts, that is an absolute steal, especially when it comes to head-to-head leagues because you're just not finding players who are putting up 28, 10, Two and a half threes, ninety percent free throws on seven plus attempts in the NBA at that point, and he's a guy who's he's a locked in starter. He's the main guy on this team. His usage is not going anywhere. The team revolves around him. So I think that if you're getting him at what is he ranked twenty seventh, that is an absolute steal. Um, so I actually am fine taking him even closer to the turn of the first and second round and leaning into those sort of punt big stats, punt blocks, punt field goal percentage, and just going, well, fuck it. I've got points. I've got free throw percentage. I've got assists. Let's go. Um, I think that's, again... And then, then the next year, he, he improves his... From that last season, he proves three points. He goes up another uh, 0.9 um, threes, and he's back up to 11th. And, like, you look at the ranking, and you look, oh, something must have dramatically changed. But really, it's, it's nothing. There's no difference, really, between his seasons, but the rankings fluctuate wildly, and then again last year he was 51st. But again, what he's actually putting up is very, very similar. So, um, he's a guy that I really... It frustrates me how much rankings can influence our perception of a Trey Young, because he's basically doing the same thing every year. Um... And yeah, I think that that's pretty reliable to, to bank on for me. All right, so the next guy here that I think is too low is Carl Anthony Towns. Again, probably of this list, he's the guy I'm probably the most okay with being here, but I just think he's probably more towards that turn of the second and third rather than the turn of the third and fourth round. I think that obviously last year, the trade of Rudy Gobert and him playing alongside the front court was a bit of a failure. I think with another year under their belt, they'll start to figure it out a little bit more. You've lost D'Angelo Russell, who was maybe a guy who took up a little bit more of that usage. I think that a little bit of that will go towards Carl Anthony Towns. I think you might see him go up more in minutes compared to a Rudy Gobert. So I think Gobert is going to be the guy that sort of makes way for Carl Anthony Towns to, you know, be his more natural self. He's still in the prime of his career. So whilst I don't think we're ever seeing, especially in this kind of situation, Carl Anthony Towns being that first rounder, I don't think he's more towards that sort of third, late third, early fourth round guy. So I'm a little bit okay with it because, again, the the pairing of those two obviously didn't work and it's still the same sort of situation. But I think he'll be a little bit better than he was last year, uh, probably around better instead of maybe the same as which where um, Yahoo has him ranked this season. So, But probably the, the most picky of this list. The next guy here, Darius Garland. Um, again, I guess it's kind of these, these guards that put up good points, threes, assists, free throw percentage, but they just don't contribute much in the rebounds and blocks. It hurts their rankings, but you're not drafting Darius Garland for blocks. I mean, at least I hope you're not. Um, I still think when you've uh, ranked him at 40th, you just, again, this is where I'll lean on that punt uh, block rankings or the minus one rankings and take out the the turnovers a little bit. You you know, you ignore the blocks when you're drafting a Darius Garland. To me, he's a clear third round guy, not 
a fourth-round player because of that elite. Uh, oh, very, very good, great assist rates. And, um, you know, he's still extremely young, not even 24 years old yet. So I think him and Donovan still going to work it out a little bit more. He also, I think, started the year uh, a bit injured, so it took a little bit while to get going. I expect him to improve on last season. And again, being the 50th ranked player that year, when you compare his stats to the previous season where he was 37th, there's really not much difference. It's 0.8 assists. It's 0.6 rebounds. Um, And that's it. That is literally it. 0.8 assists and 0.6 rebounds, dropping you 15 spots. I just don't think that that's really reflective of his value. And again, on top of that, it's all the 0.1 blocks. You know, he's not contributing anything in blocks, and that dramatically reduces his ranking uh, a lot, in my opinion. So I think that he is undervalued a little bit there. And uh, this one here is a bit more Evan Mobley. I think a lot of people might disagree with this because we haven't seen it yet, but I think Evan Mobley is shaping up to be a guy that is one of my dudes this year. I've been very keen on him. He basically last year improved his ranking by 40 spots only by improving his... um, field goal percentage. He had the same amount of shots from his rookie year to his sophomore year. He had to adjust to that Donovan Mitchell um, trade, and obviously it kind of delayed the breakout from Evan Mobley that we were expecting last year. I think this could be the year that it happens with that Jarrett Allen X-Factor, him maybe taking a lesser role, Mobley playing more at center. And if he moves more at center, the blocks are going to come up. The rebounds are going to come up. The field goal percentage, I expect to take another step forward, getting close to that 60% mark, which will improve his scoring. Um, I just think that he's going to take another step forward as a guy who I think is one of the best young centers in the, in the league, 22 years old. Um, and again, I talk a little bit about rare combination of stats. When you can give me points, rebounds, assists, and blocks... Um, I think that's extremely valuable versus some of those guys we had in the two high rankings that just give me rebounds, blocks, and field goal percentage. I think this kind of a player, to me, is a little bit more value than potentially what sometimes those rankings suggest. So that's maybe more of a a personal gut feel for me. I think he's probably more of a third-round guy, again, instead of like that fourth, late fourth, early fifth round. Um, So I think that that's where I'm looking to target Evan Mobley this year. Um, but some of you might disagree and, and sort of... And that's fine. We haven't seen it yet, but I think that this could be a big breakout year for Evan Mobley. Number five, another kind of guy that I think is a bit of a my guy. Again, this is one of the guys, I think when I first looked at these rankings, he was at like 90th or something like that. He's now been adjusted at Yahoo to 68th, so less value, but I still think that Devin Vassell has the potential to be a top 50 player this year, especially in the nine category rankings formats, but even in, in uh, head-to-head leagues, He's a guy that I think will benefit from Wemby coming into this team. Wemby's going to garner all the attention, and Devin Vassell is going to get the benefit of a bit more space, a bit more freedom to do what he wants. He had a lot of injury trouble last year, and um, I think with Wemby coming over, they'll probably be tanking a little bit less and being a little bit less cautious with his return, even if he does pick up some niggles here and there. I can see him potentially being the highest scoring player on this team, especially if like a Johnson goes to the bench, Kelvin Johnson goes to the bench, which is the early rumors and reports. I think that someone like a Devin Vassell will definitely benefit from that as being sort of the main wing primary scorer on this team. And he can do it a lot more efficient, efficiently. I think the free throw percentage regressed a little bit last year. I expect that to jump back up the steals to maybe bump up a little bit more to what we know he can do. So I think for him at 68, I think that's a good steal there for a guy that has top 50 upside. 
This uh, next one here, Jalen Duran, another guy who got adjusted. I think he was like in the 200s or something like that prior to today, but he's moved up to 104, definitely better. I still think he's probably maybe a guy that in the 80s you can probably look at. So not insanely off, but I just really like the fact that he was extremely young last year. Um, I think that his block rate is going to be a lot better. I hope my fingers are crossed that he plays a little bit more at that just the only big guy. If they do run like a Marvin Bagley or a James Wiseman out there together with him, Isaiah Stewart even, that probably doesn't help him, but I think Detroit are ready to start to put more lineups out on the floor that are a bit more focused on winning rather than just kind of you know, squeezing as much value out of these guys that they've traded for as possible because I think, look, I think it's fair to say we're all, we all know that those those big guys that they've traded for in Marvin Backley and Wiseman. Being high draft picks, it's time to it's time to let go, guys. I don't think they're going to be very good, and especially in a team where you've got Duran, I, I think he's going to be the cornerstone there. So I expect his minutes to come up, and I also expect um, just being the young player that he is to get better. And I think there's already, already reports about him and Cade tearing up the, uh, the Team USA stuff. So we'll see. I think that one will start to move up in terms of rankings. Ben Simmons is the second last one here, 161. Now, Ben Simmons was terrible last year, no doubt about it. But this is more of a guy that I think if you're at the end of your draft and you're, you don't mind uh, taking a punt on someone that can give you sort of 12 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists with a couple of steals um, with a bit of upside there, you take a swing on him. He was 138th ranked player last year. And as bad as he was, that's still a somewhat rosterable player. Now... There's obviously a risk here. So I'm not I'm not suggesting you go out and draft him inside the top 80 or 90, but if you get 110, 120 and you're having a swing, you're getting onto like your last starting spot or your, your bench, absolutely I'm very keen in drafting Ben Simmons as a bit of a later round flyer. He's got probably one of the higher upsides, especially in a head-to-head league when you consider punting threes or free throws. He's a guy that I am still optimistic has upside to produce. There's been a bit of talk about him starting now. This could change. There could be definitely setbacks, but I think at 160, you're definitely taking him a little bit earlier as a bit of a swing at the end of your drafts. And then this next one here is, I think, probably one of the more ridiculous ones. Zach Collins at 165. I think he's going to start this year. I think that he's going to be starting at center. He doesn't need huge minutes, huge uses to be effective. He can pass. He's efficient. He can get steals. He can get blocks. He can score. He can shoot threes. He's a very fantasy-friendly guy. I think he's actually a decent player as well. So I think at 165, this is way too low. I would be happy to take him probably inside the top 100, uh, in my opinion, assuming that he is going to start. Now, we'll need to confirm that, but I believe that that will be the case at this point, uh, just to protect Wemby from playing center too much this year. So I think at 165, he is one of the better values at this point. All right, let's get into... Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do this last little segment here. 
We're going to talk about some stupid rankings. Now, these guys, uh, again, look over on YouTube. You can see them up on the screen here. But these guys just don't make any sense to me. Um, probably the top one makes the most sense because he is a rookie. But Brandon Miller at 182, I think he probably will start actually opening night. I think out of him, Haywood, and Miles Bridges, he's definitely the guy that they're most invested in in the long term. So I think he's going to start either at the three or the four. Um, could be either way. But at 182, that means he's not getting drafted in standard leagues. And I think he's definitely someone worth a flyer. So I think that's a bit dumb. This one here is the worst one out of all of them. Trey Murphy the third, 244. Trey Murphy, the guy who was top 50 last year, is uh, suddenly just falling off the face of a cliff. Um, I just don't know what's happened here. Something, someone stuffed up at Yahoo there because there is no world where this makes sense. He was 44 last year. Now, I think that that was a little bit misleading because of his low turnovers. It boosted him up. But 244? Like, <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, that Obviously, nonsense. Um, these will definitely get changed. Absolutely, these will get changed. But I just thought it's fun to sort of, you know, point them out. Christian Wood at 246. I know he's not on a roster yet, but if he's signed anywhere, I think that he smashes this even probably in a bench roll. Um, obviously, he came off the bench a lot last year. So, 246, that's really low. Quentin Grimes, potentially the starting shooting guard over at New York. 259, young player, upside, ludicrous. This 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 one here, Mark Williams at 306, rivals the Trey Murphy one. I think he's clearly the starting center over in Charlotte. Look, he wasn't, he wasn't amazing when he came on, but 306... Come on, guys. This is obviously going to change, but he's going to give you... Again, I don't love those big men that, that give you just limited stuff in, in a few categories, but, uh, you know, he was 127th last year. What, what is he... Why is he twice as bad this, this year when he's a year older? Um, you know, there's... PJ Washington's not signed yet or anything like this, so I, I, I don't get it at all. And then we've got some... Younger guys, so Jeremy Sohan, 325. I think he still starts. He's young. He's got upside. 325, crazy. And then we've obviously just... We've ranked the top three rookies in draft order when it comes to Wemby, Scoot, and Brennan Miller. And then we've just we've just forgot about the rest because Asar Thompson, 542. Amen Thompson, 547. Keontae George, 572. These guys are all guys that should be drafted in 12-team standard leagues, in my opinion. They've got upside. Yes, it might be someone you drop later on, but you've got to take that swing. They're all extremely talented. They're all probably going to have decent roles on their teams early on in the season, especially the Thompson twins. Their per-minute value is extremely high that you have to take the punt. And... When you're outside the top 500, that's like you're not even playing a single minute in the NBA. Um, that like there's only so many. I don't even think there's that many spots in the NBA uh, with Keontae George at 572. So Yahoo's clearly just forgotten to rank these guys or haven't done it yet, and they've just gone fuck it. Just put the rankings out already. We can do those rookies later. Just do the top three, and then we'll we'll figure the rest out later. So. I don't know. Clearly, that's going to change, but I just thought that was hilarious <laughs> um, with those guys outside the top 500. So, clearly, that's going to change. But for now, if you are doing crazy early drafts, don't forget to search up those boys at the back there. So, 
that will uh, that will do it today for us guys. Uh, make sure again if you enjoy the podcast, go and give this video a big thumbs up. If you can, I would love you guys to go over to Apple Podcasts and give this podcast a five star rating and review. Tell us what you like about the show um, and what you hope to see of more in the future. That would be very very nice. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the YouTube channel and wherever you listen to your podcast, so you can stay up to date with all the videos and pods that I'm putting up. But until next time, guys, I'll catch you later. Bye.